Today's episode is sponsored by Forte Catholic, a weekly Catholic comedy and entertainment podcast hosted by Taylor Schroll with his co-hosts, Father Anthony Sharapa, John Blevins, and Allison Sullivan. Think of it like a youth group for adults. Laugh along while growing in your faith. Subscribe today on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For other Catholic talks and reviews on your favorite movies and TV shows, you can subscribe to their YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. I'm Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. I have this mug. My husband gave it to me for Christmas a couple years ago. It's got like one of those Nordic print, winter print patterns on it. And it says, all mama wants is a silent night. And every time I drink out of it or eat ice cream out of it, because it makes a great ice cream mug, every time I use it, I chuckle. Because what was like the guaranteed one thing Mary did not have the night that Jesus was born? Probably a silent night. I mean, she's in a stable for crying out loud. She's surrounded by animals. Animals are not silent. She's in a town where there's thousands of people gathered for the census. She has a newborn and probably a bit of a stressed out Joseph on her hands. All mama wants is a silent night. And every time I use that mug, I laugh thinking about the fact that she didn't have that. And to be quite honest, neither do I, neither do any of us really, which is why I think it's such an important thing to make Advent a priority. If what we want is a silent night, if what we long for is a fruitful, holy, family-filled, life-giving Christmas, then Advent has to play into that. We can't just magically wake up on December 25th and expect all of the goodness of the Christmas season to magically appear. The graces of God are certainly present regardless of what we do or don't do, but there is a way that we can prepare, a way that we can enter in more fully. And the church in her wisdom gives us four weeks to do that, to think and to ponder, to silent our hearts, silence rather, our hearts, to get still to let the Lord speak to us in an intentional and very personal way. Sometimes we fill our Advent with crafts and activities and baking projects. We decorate the house. We participate in all the various festivals at school. We do all of the things that we expect would make an Advent good because we're busy because it's full, because there's lots going on. And that's good and well. If that's your way of getting ready, more power to you. But perhaps there's also a way to become still, to become quiet, to be a little more intentional with our prayer and our pondering so that we can begin to behold the goodness of Christ coming into the world. So we can begin to rest in the reality of Jesus making himself small and wanting to speak to us in small ways. Sister Miriam James Hyland leads us into this pondering of the stillness of Advent, of the quiet voice of the Lord, so beautifully with this year's Advent Companion Journal. By walking with us over the next few weeks through this 
this simple contemplation, really, I'm, I'm almost kind of having a hard time coming up with the words to describe it because it is so beautiful. A simple contemplation of, okay, who is the Blessed Virgin Mary and how does she want to call us closer to the heart of her son? Who is Joseph, this tender, merciful, kind father to Jesus? Who is the child Jesus who makes himself so small that we can hold him in our hands? And who are we when we are aware of and encounter the gift of the Holy Family? How does that change us? How does beholding the goodness of the Holy Family transform us? Sister Miriam walks with us over the next few weeks, helping us ponder this and so much more. And we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking to her about this book, asking her where she was thinking and what she was thinking as she led us into this deeper meditation upon the Holy Family, helping us contemplate the reality of the gift of Jesus Christ in our own lives. Over the next few weeks, we're going to chat with a handful of people who have read Sister Miriam's book, who have something to say about the Advent season, who have some insights to offer into how we can enter into the Advent season more fully. We hope you spend this time with us reading this book, Behold, and journeying with us on this podcast as we enter into the Advent season with intentionality and purpose. You can find everything that we're creating, including the free video series that goes along with Behold over at the Ave Maria Press website. Every Friday, you can also join Sister Miriam for a live conversation on Ave Maria Press's Instagram page. She'll answer questions. She'll spend some time in prayer and conversation with you, really trying to enter into the gift and the mystery of the Advent season. All of that's available on Ave Maria Press's Instagram page, on our website, and right here on this podcast. For now, we hope you enjoy this conversation with Sister Miriam James Heidland about week one of our Advent journey. Sister Miriam, it's great to see you. Welcome back to Ave Explorers. Hi, Katie. How are you, dear friend? I'm good. Happy almost Advent. I know. It's coming oh up gosh. quick. I, yes. Um, how, how are you getting ready? I mean, you, you, I feel like you maybe were in Advent early because you wrote this Advent book. So mm-hmm. maybe you were already launching into it, but, but how are you mm-hmm. anticipating it? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things is I'm staying home a lot during Advent, <laughs> so I decided I wasn't going to do all these different events. So I think that just the proximity of being like more still and quiet is always helpful. But I love Advent. I mean, I think it's one of the easiest seasons to love. It's like the lights and the coming of the Lord, and we get to clean our stable inside and out, right, so to speak. So yeah, it'll be beautiful. When mm-hmm. when you write a book for a season. Is that challenging, like to try to get yourself in the zone for it? When, when did you write this Advent book? Was it in Lent? Oh, I, well, I, yeah, I actually turned it in much later, I think, than Ave would have preferred. <laughs> They're very kind. Thank you. I, I, let's see, I'm trying to think. I believe I wrote that, yeah, in, in the summer. So after, oh, it was after Easter in the summertime. So it's, you know, like a million degrees in Texas and you're writing about Advent. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lighting candles like, and Christmas yeah. trees. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and so as, so you, I'm not mistaken, yeah, as you prayed through it, it's summertime, but you're thinking of the future, you're kind of living mm-hmm. in the future. You give us this word that I think a lot of people are excited about. We, we, we've, we've been restored in a very intentional mm-hmm. way last Advent and then now, or Lent, and now we're beholding. What, what, where did mm-hmm. that idea come from? How did you pray through the theme for this and then introducing the Holy Family to us? Mm-hmm. 
Well, when I, when I was praying about this Advent season and, and what the Lord was inviting me to write about this kind of an interior vision unfolded of, of how healing happens, how love happens in the family. And, you know, so much of Advent and Christmas, these holidays are, are ordered around family and there's so much beauty in family. And then there's, for all of us, there's places of deep sorrow. And mm-hmm. so this kind of unfolding of what does it look like with time with our mother and our lady and time with our father and St. Joseph and time with ourselves as a child and a child Jesus. And then the, the whole family is a holy family. And so the the staff at Ave Mary Press took those ideas and they, you know, they came up with the word behold. And I just like, that's really beautiful because that's what you do in love is you behold, mm-hmm. you behold the beloved, you behold the one you love. Christ is always beholding us. And it's such a different connotation than just to look at or to notice or to analyze it's, yeah, the book is not called Analyze. It's called Behold. And I, and that just gives a, a different connotation to the whole reality of love. I, it's not a word we use very often. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. not. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, we look at or we analyze or we notice, like you said. Why Why is it so hard? I, I think it's easier for us to behold God because mm-hmm. we have things like adoration or we have things like a retreat where we're intentionally led into prayer. But it's a lot harder to be beheld, to be seen. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? Mm-hmm. I I think it's hard for us because our deepest desire is to be beheld and to be seen and to be loved. And it's also our deepest fear at the mm-hmm. same time. And I just think of, you know, when we look at even the Genesis story of Adam and Eve and after they have turned away from God and they hide, you know, they literally hide and put on fig leaves and everything is shattered and the Lord comes in search of them. And he says, where are you? And I just been praying a lot of Adam's response of, you know, Adam says, you know, I heard you in the garden. I was naked because I was afraid. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And I was thinking of what Adam is really saying there is I'm seen or I might be seen. I'm afraid I'm unlovable here. So I have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And most of us spend our whole lives, quote unquote, doing something about and it. And that's our way of kind of trying to minimize or, or hide but versus allowing ourselves really what we want to be seen is to the core forever and a love that will never leave us, a love that will never diminish, a love that will never forsake us, a love Mm -hmm. that will never manipulate or, or, you know, go outside of our boundaries or just be disrespectful. Like we all want a love like that. And that's, that's our turn. That's eternal love. And so we, we, we love it, but we fear it at the same time. It's very Mm -hmm. interesting to notice in all of our hearts. Yeah. So Advent's kind of the perfect time to dig into all of that, right? This busy Mm -hmm. season that we're being told, let's slow down. Mm-hmm. A season that I think sometimes brings up a lot of of woundedness, whether it's family yes. that gets together only a handful mm-hmm. of times a year on purpose or, or whether it's mm-hmm. I, I feel like everything needs to be perfect. The thing I always struggle with in Advent is, am I liturgically living correctly? Like, am I doing mm-hmm. it all right? Are my kids getting all the experiences they need to have? And is the mm-hmm. are the crafts happening the right way? And, and consistently, <laughs> yeah. Jesus is like, stop it. Like, that's mm-hmm. nice. All this stuff is very nice, but none of that is essential Mm-hmm. So Advent really is the perfect time to enter into this. How do you find we don't do that well? And I'm asking it on purpose in that way. Like, mm-hmm. how do we mess Advent up? <laughs> and then how do we figure out how to do it correctly? Knowing mm-hmm. that that answer might look differently for everybody. But why, why sure. do you think we struggle? Well, I think it's easy for us to live outside of the present moment for all of us and the world fills us with things we quote unquote have to be doing. And, and there are plans to be made, of course. And there's, you know, the, you know, the cleaning of our houses and preparing our houses to host people and anticipating the birth of Christ. So we're, you know, doing things like that. But I think it's very easy for us to, to be pulled outside of the present moment or to be told that things that are seemingly important are really not what's most important. You know, mm-hmm. you know, think about when you were a little girl, Katie, and myself, like all of us had a list for Santa of all the things we wanted. And, and I don't remember, I don't remember, you know, on, I could, 
only remember very few things that I that I got that I really wanted. What were the most impactful Christmases were going to midnight mass with my family. We would have cinnamon rolls before we go to mass. That was one of our traditions. And just little things like that. My mom mm-hmm. always made us take a nap when we were little before midnight mass and and just sitting around as a family opening up presents together. Like those are things that I maybe I'm sure you as a parent now it's like, gosh, what do I want my kids to remember? Like mm-hmm. what is most important for them? Is it stuff or is it I got what I wanted or was it, no, this is about Jesus' birthday and we want to prepare our hearts as deeply as we can to welcome him because he's the eternal gift and mm-hmm. and really making that meaningful, not just kind of in theory. Mm-hmm. That that idea of gift giving, I think, comes up a lot. Tommy mm-hmm. and I have been talking quite a bit about the priority of, okay, obviously Santa's coming and he will bring something. Uh, I'm aware that little ears might be listening in the car. Mm-hmm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so Santa's going to drop mm-hmm, something sure. off, but things are mm-hmm. going to come from mom and dad. And what do we want that to like? We don't want it to just be about wrapping up that we want them to think about yeah. Jesus. We want them to recognize that this was a season of beholding the Lord and, and mm. him looking upon us and saying, I find you worthy of being with you. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you are worth mm. me coming into the world, small and frail and tiny. Uh, you know, the effort that the Holy family had to put forth, that was all worth it because of, of you. Mm-hmm. you, you spend a little bit of time with us in this first week, kind of introducing us to the idea that, that Mary was really the first one to behold this mystery. Mm-hmm. The first one invited into the mystery, the first one to say yes to the mystery. And I think for a lot of people, we struggle with Mary. She either becomes somebody I can't relate to. Oh, she's perfect mm-hmm. and I could never be perfect. And yet you you do a really beautiful way of introducing us to Mary is not this woman to set on a pedestal and strive to be just like her. She's a mm-hmm. woman to invite to show us that healing hand of God. How did you navigate mm-hmm. talking about that? And, and what are some of the things that you share with us in this first week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's the deepest sacred mystery. And I, I love Katie, even how you say that, that she was the, the first to behold the mystery. And that's so true. She's the first to behold the angel in that regard. She's the first to, to say yes in that regard. And she's the first to conceive him in her womb. She was the first person to notice when he was stirring within. And I that that truth that all of every single one of us has spent in our lives more or less nine months in the womb of a woman. Mm-hmm. Every single person on earth, including Christ. I, and just even when you talked about him being weak, little and frail, that is who Jesus is. Like mm-hmm. that's him. And we have those same parts of us and we're afraid of our weaknesses, our frailties, our vulnerabilities. And, and Christ comes as one of us to show us the truth of what lovability is. That mm-hmm. it's not in sleekness or domination, but it's in receptivity and in, in, in the strength of love because love is very fierce and very strength is very strong. And I, I think allowing our hearts to be open toward our mothers. Like what are the stories of our mothers? And this is not conjuring up bad things about our mom. This is about the honesty of like, what were the stories about your mom? Like there were stories told about you before you were ever born while in your mother's womb. Like what is, what is it like, you know, to be with your mother? What is it as your mother nurtures, you know, what is it like, or where where were the places where in her own story, she was just unable to give you the deepest, Mm -hmm. you know, the deepest places of your heart being met. And, and our lady comes in that place to reveal the truth of us because she's not, like you said, she's not like a saccharine kind of image that we've con- we've kind of conjured up in our minds. She's a real person. And like Bishop Fulton Sheen said, she's everything we wanted our mothers to be. She's the perfection of all things. And so she's kind and loving and she's understanding and she's patient and she's tender and she's strong and, and it's her feminine beauty that heals us. And so spending time the first week with her and with the stories of our own mothers, giving those places really a chance to come to the surface of our heart to receive healing there, that changes everything Mm -hmm. like that. That changes everything. That changes your Christmas table. That changes how you interact with your mom. It just, Mm -hmm. even whether she's living or deceased and 
the Lord desires us to have rightly ordered relationships that are whole and holy. And on our end, can we allow that to take place in our hearts so that Mm -hmm. we can give the gift of, of love, of a love that really transforms? hope you're enjoying this conversation with Sister Miriam James Heidland. I wanted to take a moment and tell you about this week's episode sponsor, our good friends over at Sock Religious. I'm actually wearing a pair of Sock Religious socks right now. You know, it all started with a conversation about donut socks. My good friend Scott Williams, the co-founder of Sock Religious, he said, you know, I can wear socks for National Donut Day, but I can't wear socks on a Saints Feast Day. And now here they are five years later, a rapidly growing company that makes not only those saint socks he wanted, but t-shirts, stickers, onesies, coffee mugs. Their flagship product, of course, is the socks, a variety of sizes from kids all the way up to adult sizes, XL, no-show styles. There's a sock that fits anybody and a sock that belongs on your feet. If you like good Catholic humor and puns, you can check out their t-shirts. They've got lots of amazing saint designs. They have some awesome things from their States of Faith products. You can find it all over at SockReligious.com. Like I said, I am wearing a pair of Sock Religious socks as we speak. I'm wearing their resurrection socks. They're quite toasty and cozy. Find it all over at SockReligious.com. We have a discount code available for you down in our show notes. All right, let's get back to the conversation with Sister Miriam James Heidland. It's not that that Mary steps into our hearts to to just correct. It's not a fixing, it's a healing. And there is a difference between, we just did a series on healing and and that was something Dr. Bob frequently kept saying was like healing is arriving at the end of a story and being able to tell it all the way through and seeing how God has stepped into these various moments, but also knowing it's a continued journey. Mary's not Mm -hmm. just coming to to clean up the mess and then walk away. Like she's coming to Mm -hmm. enter in and to remain present. What are Mm -hmm. some some things that you think people should, should work to do as they're reading the book, as they're making their way through Advent, to really intentionally welcome the Blessed Mother. And then, of course, in week two, to welcome Joseph, to welcome the child Jesus, to bring this holy Mm -hmm. family kind of at the fore. It's not just enough to maybe set out a nativity set or to light the candles, but to these, the people listening to this are the people who really want to go into Advent knowing Mm -hmm. that this could be a journey of healing over the course of these four weeks. What's your encouragement Mm -hmm. to to all of us? Mm Mm-hmm. I think the encouragement for all of us, myself included, is to really pray for that grace. Mm. You know, Lord, I really would like this Advent to be one of of time with you. And please help me to make space in my heart, to make space in my schedule for this. Mm-hmm. I really want this. I will fail inevitably during this time, but I, Lord, I want to be able to continue to arise and come to you. And I, and I think each week, really asking that member of the Holy Family to marry to Joseph, to Jesus, to to ask the Holy Family to intercede for our families and and to really make that a priority. And I I think giving ourselves in in that space in the Lord, the grace for everything in our heart to come out, I think is going to be really helpful because the Lord always has beautiful surprises for us. And sometimes we love surprises, sometimes we fear them. But many times when we see things come to the surface of our heart that are uncomfortable for us or that we don't want to look at our first temptation to self-censor or to minimize or to bury it or to say, I already dealt with that. And But it's clearly, it's coming to our heart for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if we could we, if we could allow that reverence in our hearts to come forth and that space at the altar of our heart with Jesus, we might be really amazed at what the Lord wants to speak to. Because for every single one of us, I, I don't know what it is, but every single one of us, the Lord wants to encounter us in a certain way this Advent that he didn't last year. Mm-hmm. He wants yeah. to give us new grace. And if we're open to that, 
our, our lives are transformed little by little. Yeah. It's not just a running back the tape. Okay, we're doing no. this again, right? Like, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. When I was a kid, my mom put out nativity sets. So she's collected mm-hmm. nativity sets for years. And there were always some that went in certain spots, right? Like certain ones just go in certain spots because that's just how the house is, right? Mm-hmm. But then there were always a handful of them that she would kind of move around. And it was a little, it wasn't a game. I mean, I kind of made it a game, I guess, but mm-hmm. there was no competition. It was just a, okay, where did she put this one this year? Which one went on the mantle this year? Which one? Mm-hmm. And it was this, it, it was very early on. Like it doesn't have to look this, it shouldn't look the same every single year. Mm-hmm. Tommy and I were just talking last night. So we have a, a new chair in our living room that typically is where the Christmas tree goes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I said, I don't know where we're going to put the tree. And he's like, well, we'll just move that chair. So no, we can't move that chair. It's the most comfortable piece of furniture in the room. It needs to stay here. The tree has to move. And mm-hmm. I feel like we do. We become rigid at times. Mm, that's and good word. and mm-hmm. the Lord, beholding cannot be a rigid. You don't just stare, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a mm-hmm. gaze. And gazes that are rigid are cruel. <laughs> so that's a oh, gaze that, that's a good insight, that has yeah. to be soft, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got this hope for for a something new, the Lord to do a new work. You specifically are bringing the Holy Family into all of this, which is sometimes something hard for people to contemplate because of mm-hmm. their own families or because they feel yeah. distant from the Holy Family. Mm-hmm. So I guess my, my final question, the very same question we've asked everyone on the show who, who will be on this whole season is, if you had to think of like one thing that you do in Advent that you love, you mentioned earlier you're going to be home, like getting quiet. Mm-hmm. But over the years, one thing that you, Sister Miriam, have frequently done that has made the Advent fruitful that you would offer as an encouragement to everyone else to maybe consider bringing into their routines, not in a rigid way, but just to bring into their own life, what what would that one thing be? Mm. You know, I think of, I, I love light and I think of candles. I love candles. And I, I just, for some reason, I, I have a candle lit year round, but there's something, especially about the Advent season, like we talked about the Advent before the candles are lit. But I'm wondering if there's a place maybe for all of us, like in our, in our, in our houses, in our homes, where we could find like an Advent candle of Mm -hmm. something where that would signify to us as the flame burns. Maybe it's a few Advent candles, but like, as we see that candle, it's a reminder, maybe that it's a scent to it or not, but that's a reminder of the light of Christ coming into the world, the Mm -hmm. light. And it's just beautiful to watch the, you know, the summer solstice or the winter solstice where the darkest time of the year comes in December over the light of God, of Christ is born. So I think paying attention to light and just where the Lord wants to bring light to our life, because Christ is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I love I love Christmas lights. I love lights. And yeah. so I'm wondering for that. But I, I think, and just also just being, you know, really attentive to setting a time, a, a time of prayer this Advent season. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because I'm a nun, but it's true. It's like whatever, <laughs> in whatever way you can, maybe that's as a mama as your babies are napping or as your breastfeeding. I don't know what that is like for you or dad, as you drive to work, maybe this Advent season it's like we turn off a podcast and we just spend a few moments in, mm-hmm. in quiet and say, Jesus, what do you, I love what you said the other couple of days ago, Katie, I think on Twitter, you said, God, what do you want for me? Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, God, what do you want for me? What do you want for me this mm-hmm. Advent season? And to let our hearts breathe and dream a little bit and go to places maybe we don't usually let them go. Oh gosh, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's how we behold God because we let him behold us. He's mm-hmm. the one who beholds us first and foremost eternally. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing this book, sister. I've had to read through it for all the podcasts and have bought many copies. I've taken advantage of the discount to pass (laughs) out. I'm sure I could have asked for some free ones, but it was worth it to support. I think what what will be standard can go back and frequently use it advent after advent. So sister Miriam, thank you for writing it. Thank you for taking the time to join us. 
Thank you, Katie. Yeah, and I'm happy just to let listeners know if you want to jump yes. on to Ave Maria Press on Instagram Live every Friday of Advent beginning November 25th, right before Advent at noon Eastern time on, Inst- on Ave Maria Instagram. I'm going to do it on Instagram Live and we're going to go through the book. We're going to do live Q&A, prayer. Just, if you want to jump on with the community this Advent season and walk through the book together, I just want to invite you to that. So noon Eastern every Friday of Advent and then starting November 25th. So. It's going to be great. I can't wait to tune in. And they get saved. So that's the beauty of it. Ooh. They'll be up for forever, as long as Instagram exists, (laughs) they will be there. So Sister Miriam, thanks so much. God bless you, Katie. Thank you. It's so easy to get caught up in that hustle and bustle of December, not even of Advent, but specifically, I feel like of December, the sales going on at the stores, the lights that need to be hung at your house, the decorations that need to be set out inside, all the stuff that needs to happen. And I I remember very distinctly last Christmas. So like three or four days after Christmas Day itself, my in-laws came into town to celebrate with us. You know, Christmas is 12 days. So we're still very much in the Christmas season. And I got slammed with a horrible, horrible head cold. Not all that different from the one that I have right now that you can probably hear. And I guess it was probably the, the second night that we were all together and I was just really struggling My nose was congested. I I couldn't breathe. I could barely talk. I was just miserable. And my husband looked at me and he said, you've done enough. Just go to bed. So I said my goodnights and I went and I put on a a hot towel over my face to try to steam out all of the congestion. And that phrase, you've done enough, really stuck out to me. Because I feel like that's really all anybody wants to hear at the end of December. You've done enough. Because we've been so busy, we've been so overwhelmed, and perhaps this Advent, it could be different. It doesn't have to be this running around and this hustle and bustle and this this craziness, but it can be a stillness, it can be a quiet, it can be a much more intentional contemplation of what the Lord wants to say to you. I think Behold is the book to help you do that. You can grab a copy at the Ave Maria Press website. You can subscribe to this podcast and sign up for our emails so that you don't miss anything that we're creating for you. We want to intentionally journey with you this Advent season, and we hope you come back next week for another conversation about Behold with Father Josh Johnson, specifically talking about St. Joseph. So we hope you stick around for more of the Ave Explores Advent series, Journeying Through Sister Miriam James Heidland's Behold. We're so happy that you're here. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.